0: If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable.
1: I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague.
0: And we're here to suggest that real mathematics is not about mimicking or rote memorizing, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We answer the question, if we're not using algorithms, then what are we doing in mathematics? All right. I really like the title of today's episode, this,
1: not that. (laughs) Yeah. We're going (laughs) to share some of the things that we hear our fellow educators or parents say that make us cringe just a little bit and offer some alternatives that are much more mathematical. So Pam, we're going to start right off. And I know that one of your personal favorites is add a zero. Oh, we have to start with that
0: one. Okay. Yeah. So when we multiply by 10 in our really cool base 10 system, you know that there's this zero thing that happens, right? That when we multiply by 10, it's sort of that many tens. And so we have zero ones. And so there's this zero that shows up, but it makes me slightly crazy when people say, oh yeah, just add a zero. Because when I was in kindergarten, if I had five puppies and zero puppies crawled in the room, then I didn't have 50 puppies, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like adding a zero. It's, it's really more about multiplying by 10 and what happens in our base 10 system when um, we do that. Um, so uh, when we divide, multiply by 10 or divide by 10, it's, it's not about adding a zero. In fact, really quickly, if we're multiplying decimals, by ten, you can't add a zero. Three point two mm-hmm. times ten isn't three point two zero. <laughs> it just doesn't. So we don't want rules that expire, right? So yeah, you know, we don't want to talk about adding zero.
1: Um, so also, I think that what I should have mentioned earlier was that sometimes it's less that people don't know the right thing to say. I think sometimes we get a little bit um, sloppy in our language. Mm. So I think maybe mm -hmm, maybe this is a a sloppy one. But when we want kids to be thinking about multiplying 10 times, 10 times greater or 10 times a number, um, sometimes we say 10 times more than a number. Um, But when we divide by 10, we don't want to say 10 times less. We want to say one tenth of. Yeah, so
0: ten times more could be like adding ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, ten more would be like adding ten. Ten times a number is a great way to say it. A tenth of a number is a great way to say it. Here's here's another not a great way to say it. Don't butt cheek when I when I mentioned the other day when I mentioned that we're uh, when I mentioned that we're multiplying by decimals. Some teachers were like, "Oh, now you don't add a zero. Now you just butt cheek." <laughs> the first time that came up. Kim was actually working with a seventh grade kid um, and she called me and she's like, Hey, this kid just is talking about butt cheeking." What and I was like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's a, that's an unfortunate thing that sometimes again, in our sort of sloppy language. We kind of treat uh, this idea of multiplying by 10 as just like moving the decimal and our, our attempt to kind of make math cute or help kids remember, like if you move the decimal, you sort of draw these butt cheeks on mm. that. I mean, Kim, I'm from a good little Mormon family. We don't even say the word, butt since you, <laughs> Since you brought that recording to me, um, yeah, now it's all over the place. We're talking about butt cheeks. <laughs> Sorry about <It's>
1: unfortunate that. <laughs> butt cheeks do not belong in mathematics. Let's be clear. Right. And so actually that's, um, part of a whole place value conversation, right? And so we're going to have a whole podcast series about place value because it's definitely a big topic.
0: Yeah. So just briefly, when you're talking about times 10 and talk about, um, <clears throat> the pattern in our number system where the, the, you have that many tens and so there's the zero that shows up because it's. Sort of telling us how many of the ones are in that one. It's not about. Um, it's not about butt cheeks or adding a zero. Okay, cool. So here's another fave. I'll shoot back at you, Kim. How about the word cancel? Mm-hmm. Woo!
1: Ah, we, we like, like that funny. one, right? Yeah, that's important.
0: Okay, so what's wrong with the word cancel? Cancel's so helpful because it comes up so many places. But y'all, that's part of what's bad about using the word cancel or or, uh, difficult about using it because it shows up in so many different places to actually mean different things. And um, if we're not really explicit about what's happening, kids just start to cancel everywhere. So you can appreciate sometimes we might have something like negative 2x plus 2x. And sometimes teachers will say, oh, they just canceled out. Well, uh, can we talk about that negative 2x plus 2x as adding to zero or we might have just negative 2 plus 2, and those add to 0. And if we have 0 in this equation, then we ah, we can sort of deal with the fact that we have now 0 there. Because if it just sort of cancels, then... What's it, what's, what's left there? Well, it's kind of important that they sort of added to zero. And so now we have, we know we have a zero left that we still have to deal with. Why is that important? Well, because another place we often use the word cancel is when things are, uh, a thing is divided by itself. So we might have five divided by five. And uh, especially if it's in kind of like a rational thing where we have five a squared divided by Five b squared. Then uh, people might say, "Oh, the fives cancel." Or um, if we're simplifying fractions, we might, th- those factors cancel. But do, but do they do those cancel to zero? No, they cancel to one. Right? see, I just use the word cancel. They divide out to one. A thing divided by itself is one. Now in that multiplicative relationship, I have a one hanging around. Oh, well, that's hugely different than having a zero hanging around in a multiplicative situation. So it's important that kids actually talk about what's happening and not use this word cancel that can get used to mean way too many things. Let me tell you, as a high school teacher, I start to get them that if it looks like a fraction, you know, like a rational things, things divided by things, they just start to cancel everywhere. And all of a sudden, uh, they look at a, um, at a uh, say, fraction addition question, and they, they say, mm, let's see, this is where I uh, find a common denominator. No, this is where I invert and multiply. No, this mm-hmm. is where I multiply straight across. Or my favorite, this is where I cross cancel, which isn't even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to be careful about how we use this word cancel. I would prefer that we actually talk about what's happening in that situation so kids are mathematically aware of what's going on, and it doesn't become this crazy Cancel everywhere.
1: Yes. And so speaking of canceling and fractions, um, sometimes we ask kids to do my favorite thing, which is called reducing. Oh, yeah. and, and and it gets me every time because um the <laughs> number doesn't get smaller, right? It's we're not reducing the number. If I move from uh six eighths to three fourths, the number's not getting smaller. In fact Hey, hey, Kim, Kim, you can have six
0: eighths of the pie, but I'm gonna have three fourths of it. <laughs> Which, oh wait that would be that'd be smaller
1: if right. we reduced it. I,
0: wait, I want the six-eighths. if 3 forces reduce if
1: it's smaller I want the bigger piece. I, I'm right. Sorry. Right. It's it's just silly. It's it's um and actually what I was thinking about the other day was that in fact the size of the pieces in a part hole scenario are actually getting bigger. So when we say reduce the size of the pieces are getting bigger. We oh, just that's interesting. Get less of them, right? So uh, we're going we to all agree from this wait, wait, wait. Forward. Get specific.
0: Not everybody can picture that. So you're saying if I go from six eighths, yes, to three fourths. Yes. In some textbooks and you know, like it's it's, it's, it's horrible that they that even textbooks will say reduce. But if I go from six eighths and I quote unquote reduce it uh-huh. to three fourths, you're saying that the size of the pieces were eighths, mm-hmm. but now they're bigger. Four. They're actually fourths. So we're reducing the fraction, but the pieces are getting bigger. So how about If we just decide not to use the word reduce when we're talking about fractions at all. Yes. So let's use simplify. Yeah, which I actually don't love, but at least it's a little bit better. Um, You know, it's funny staying on reduce for just a second. I actually have some colleagues who I respect. They've got great work who said to me one day, no, no, no. We could use reduce because it's reducing the number of factors in the numerator and the denominator. So, okay. That was a great attempt to make sense out of a really bad name, like a really bad term that we use. So good job trying to make sense of it. How about if we just don't use it? Like, um, I, I, we, neither you or I really like simplify a ton. That's not like our favorite, but it's so much better than reduce that. Uh, if you have to use one of the two, let's use simplify. Okay, cool. Let's do another example. So, Kim, I'll shoot another one back at you. <laughs> Often when I work with middle school teachers, middle school teachers will get on me a little bit when I will say something like 3.2. So earlier I talked about mm-hmm. 3.2 multiplying by 10. You don't want to add the zero. You also don't want to butt cheek. Um, but but I said 3.2. What I didn't say was three and two tenths. Right. Now I could have, right? The right. name for 3.2 is three and two tenths, but it's also $3.20. Yep. And I think we need all three of those. So I know middle school teachers get kind of excited. Hey, if we were to use correct language, kids would understand better. So I have, I have a case in point. I can give you a specific instance where it didn't help to use the language. Are you ready? Yep. I had a personal teacher who forced me to whenever I talked about a fraction, I had to give it its fractional name. Didn't help me with one whit. Like I, I, I memorized what the fraction names were. Didn't ever occur to me how they influenced what those like three, 3.2, three and two tenths. I, I could say three and two tenths till the cows came home. It didn't help me think about that number any differently. So just using the, the, the uh, vocabulary doesn't necessarily mean that we're also helping to uh, have the kids think differently. However, I do think we should use all three. So if I'm talking about 3.2, I think sometimes I say 3.2, sometimes I th- say $3.20, and sometimes I say three and two tenths. And I think we need all three of those, but not just using the names. We also need to help kids understand why we're using the names, what the names actually mean. So I think we need all three of those um, descriptions.
1: Right. And I feel like that's part of the um, place value conversation that we're going to have a little bit more in our um, multi-part series. But Mm -hmm. I've also heard you mention that um, we want to have language that is uh, part of the masses, right? So we talk about our national debt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah how often have you heard a, pol- a politician say oh let's see right now our national debt is 4.2 trillion or four and two tenths trillion or yeah. what I don't even know what we're at right now I'm we say out some random trillion, number yeah no one ever says four and two tenths trillion dollars that just it's not a thing so we, we I, I, yes, thanks for bringing that up we do need to um, have the popular sort of nomenclature also happening so kids are sort of clear that um all of that's uh legal to use to okay. name Those numbers.
1: I got. A, I've got an admission. The thing that I continue to need to work on is I say over a ah, lot. A yeah. lot. I say over a lot, and I'm working on it. Well, so so uh, let's be pick- picky. Over. When when do we not want you to use over? So if I'm writing a fraction and I'm describing it to somebody else, I will say two over three for two thirds. Or te- yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's tricky, right? Because if you're trying to like help a young learner, like figure out how to write two thirds, like you might say, ah, oh, the, the two goes on the top. We call that the numerator. And then the three goes in the bottom. I mean, you might use positional words right. to sort of help that youngest learner kind of figure out how to represent the, that's social knowledge. So we're, um, we have another podcast on social knowledge if you want to go listen to that one, but it's social knowledge about how we, we're we going to write that fraction. And you might use positional words, but over is a positional word. It's not a mathematical word. It doesn't describe a mathematical relationship. So when you are talking about two thirds and you say two over three, then you're describing a position, not a mathematical relationship. So Kim, as long as we're admitting, that is probably the hardest one for me as well. Oh, not- okay not honestly so much with fractions, but with rational expressions. So mm-hmm. if I'm talking about X, the, like the, the parent function for um, rational functions is <laughs> one over X. Oh, <laughs> or I mean, one divided by X. I, like that is uh, so difficult when we uh, have, I, I, because of tradition, like I've just heard it that way so often sure. that yeah, that one has been a difficult one for me to switch. So what can we say? So instead of saying uh, two over three, what what else can we, how can we name that fraction?
1: Yeah, so I definitely like two divided by three better because it's mathematical.
0: Two one-thirds. Two one-thirds. a way of talking about it. Um, when I'm talking about one over X, I can talk about one divided by X. I can talk about the ratio of one to X. I can talk about the rational function of one divided by X. Um, so those are going to be better ways that, that, uh, then accurately reflect the mathematical relationships that are happening. But again, we recognize, you know, you hear Kim and me talking about, um, how over is hard for us. Uh, reduce might be the one that's hard for you. Like, they, right. There might be some of these sort of non-mathy terms that kind of get in the way that we're used to. They've, they've been tradition. We've sort of heard them a lot that it might take you a hot minute to sort of take them out of your um, out of your practice. But we would just encourage you to work on that. We would encourage you to work on um, making your ma- mathematical vocabulary as precise as possible. Um, that will help um, your students understand. Um, it will help. It will help them not. Hmm. I'm about to do lots of negatives. It <laughs> will help them not misunderstand as much. Hey, and I've got one for you, Kim. So here's one that um, I didn't really understand when I first sort of ran into it in the state of Texas. I would hear teachers get really picky about the word and when they were talking about numbers. Um, and I was like, what, why are you guys being so picky? Can you help me out with that? Like, where does and belong and
1: not belong and what are, what are they getting picky about? Oh, okay. So I I feel like, um, this is a conversation from testing situations that happened years and years and years ago. Um, but a lot of teachers will say that you cannot say the word and in a written form or when you're saying a larger number, like for instance, you cannot say 107 it would be 107, that it's mathematically incorrect to say 107.
0: (laughs) So mathematically incorrect. I mean, maybe. But the reason I think I agree with you, the reason teachers are making this um, big deal out of what is not a mathematically important thing, this word and, um is because it like you said it was on a high stakes test so in the state of texas when toss came out kids were had to write out um were numbers in words and if they put the word and in 107 107 or 356 if they said 356 then they were marked wrong and so it became kind of this hyper vigilance of teachers to know oh, don't put "and" in the wrong place we all that was a stupid test question like we shouldn't have asked that um it, it that's not important mathematically and to make a big deal out of it is, is sort of nonsensical. Where, do, where, where should we say? And I think it's what three, three and two tenths. So 3.2 is three and two tenths. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we can say, and like technically. And so teachers won't mark it off if I say three and two tenths, but they'll mark it off if I say three hundred and two. and two, ah, it's like, it's not, it, it's, that's not important. So let's not make a big deal about using the word and it within number, um, Within numbers within uh, especially big numbers not, not a big deal let's let's focus on the mathematical relationships and not on picky things that were once tested long long time ago. All right you guys today we tried to map out just a few of our favorites this not that kind of things in mathematical um, vocabulary and, and terminology. We'd like to share some more in the future, and we've got more to share, uh, but we're also interested in some of yours. So if you guys want to send us your faves, this, not that, then that'd be great. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll add them to the list. Awesome.
1: Um, don't forget to join us on Math Strat Chat on your favorite social media on Wednesday evenings. And if you haven't yet, go watch the Problem Strength on the website where you'll see us work with students to pull out their thinking and reasoning. Yeah, so
0: com slash PS for problem strings, and you can uh, watch us work with real kids, pull out their thinking and using lots of fun. So, if you are interested to learn more math and you want to help students develop as mathematicians, then the Math is Figure Outable podcast is for you because math is figure outable. Hey, fellow mathematicians. You know what, Kim? Hang on a second.
1: Um... <laughs> I want to keep that sometime.
0: <laughs> I want to stand up. I'm making my desk go up.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for
1: listening and making math more figure outable. Remember, we're going to be opening registration for the Math is Figure Outable Challenge soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically.
0: And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math figure outable.